BC, meanwhile, uh, has a new premier as well. David Eby has been premier for a little bit now. He's uh, embarked on quite an aggressive number of announcements. He's really trying to put his stamp on things quite quickly. One of the things that he uh, set about doing very quickly uh, was to try to pass legislation, or at least bring in new rules that would allow more doctors trained abroad to get their accreditation to practice here in BC. The numbers are pretty easy to figure out. Across this country, uh, we'll be short roughly 45,000 physicians by 2028. Family doctors account for about three quarters of that. We'll also need to train or hire 30,000 more physicians by 2028 just to maintain the average doctors per capita that is similar to our OECD peers. So again, one obvious way to do that is to take advantage of those who've already trained, who are already here or would like to come here and practice medicine. Uh, So BC even announced new rules over the weekend. They include tripling the number of spots in the licensing program from just 32 to 96 by March of 2024, introducing a new associate physician program, allowing medical grads abroad to start their accreditation process before they arrive here and creating creating an expedited track for U.S. physicians. Here is uh, Premier Eby. What you've heard today is cooperation between the registrar, between the doctors, and the Ministry of Health to make sure we don't leave any health professionals sitting on the sideline while families are looking for a doctor. Getting those doctors into work to the extent that they're able to do so as quickly as possible and focusing on making sure they're delivering care for British Columbians is what underlines this announcement. Uh, that is uh, BC's Premier David Eby over the weekend announcing uh, the plan to uh, help more foreign-trained doctors or doctors trained abroad uh, receive accreditation in this province. Well, one person who knows a lot about this is Dr. Toye Oyelese. He is owner of the Westside Medical Clinic in West Kelowna, BC. Uh, Dr. Oyelese was trained in Nigeria. Almost all of the other 11 physicians at his clinic were also trained abroad. And uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you very much for having me, Ben. Yeah, this is a really, I mean, this is a topic, I think we've been talking about this since I was growing up in the 70s, how important it would be to ease accreditation barriers for doctors from other parts of the world. Um, Tell me what you thought about this announcement in BC. Did it seem to check off the boxes for you? I I think it certainly is a step in the right direction. Uh, I think people uh, should understand that we're talking about duly qualified physicians who are still going to go through a process of uh, being certified to practice in Canada. So uh, we, we don't really want people to misinterpret mis, uh, the fast tracking as, you know, we're going to let people who probably shouldn't be practicing in the country. Do you think that's been one of the misconceptions that, that I mean, I, I saw an interview you did for a global TV piece where you sort of spoke about, you know, talk, doctors trained abroad are just as qualified as Canadian doctors. Do you feel like there's been, um, you know, uh, misconceptions there about just how qualified some foreign trained doctors are? Um, you know, there might be people with those opinions. I don't think it's the general public's opinion. I mean, they will, they will form their uh, opinion about a physician based on the interaction with a physician. And uh, oftentimes when people come in, not really knowing what to expect, they're pleasantly surprised, you know, when they leave at the level of training, um, you know, these physicians. But um, when politicians are making statements like this in public and talking about uh, wanting to get people in a hurry, uh, it's a natural reaction to imagine that maybe what you're getting in a hurry um, is not as good as what you have at home. Right. So in this case, they, they mean certainly all the checks and balances are still there um, in terms yeah. of making sure that everyone goes through a fairly rigorous, I mean, rigorous accreditation purpose exactly. uh, process when they come here. 
Exactly. And, and you know, part of speeding up the process might involve allowing them to start practice ahead of getting all the requirements, but they still need to get all the requirements within a defined period of time. And those who don't won't be allowed to continue. How was your process to become a doctor here? How, uh, just in terms of your personal experience with it, how onerous did you find it? And, uh, and, and how much longer did it take than you would have expected? Well, my process was different. Uh, and, uh, you know, because I've been a physician for about 37 years and I actually came to Canada in 87. I uh, went to school in Nigeria, but I was actually born in Montreal. So I always had Canadian citizenship. So I came back to Canada, oh, I think I was 24 going on 25. I was in Ontario, and for the first two months, I was on welfare. And I worked in a factory for six months. Um, I, you know, worked as a security guard before I uh, then joined the Canadian Armed Forces and was able to uh, get a residency. And uh, then I did a three-year return of service before I was able to then practice, and I chose to go to a rural area for a few years. So a little bit colorful. Yes, that's 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 quite the uh, quite the journey from uh, from Montreal through to Ontario to the Canadian Forces to West Kelowna. Um, but you do have, you've hired a lot of different uh, of doctors from, who've been trained abroad. Uh, do you hear different stories of, of how accreditation here worked and whether they felt it was uh, worth you know whether they felt it was it was the barriers were too much? Yeah, I mean you know they they have been progress that's been made, but but a couple of. Uh, uh, you know, uh, my two last physicians actually came from the UK, and and uh, getting them fully licensed um, took about six to eight months. Um, I, so it was definitely a slow process, and some of the things they had to do were actually fairly cumbersome and probably unnecessary. So there's a lot of room to streamline the process. Um, uh, you know, but again, like I said, they they still don't scrimp on quality. And there's still some very stringent requirements from the college that the physician is still going to uh, still going to have to have prior to practicing. Yeah, in, in that sense, um, I, I guess a lot of this. I mean, from province to province and so forth, and 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 just the, the way the whole. I mean, we've talked a lot about how within the whole crisis in the healthcare system, how a lot of it has to do, in some senses, with bureaucracy, and it's difficult, right? Um, how has the experience yeah. been then for your, for, I mean, I know that one of the things that came up in the BC plan was to allow more doctors trained abroad to work in suburban and urban areas, as opposed to more rural and remote, unlike where you started uh, your, your journey. Was, was that something that you think will make a difference? I, you know, I, I think it's a yes and no answer. I, I think that having people, more people in it would help alleviate the problem. It may not necessarily solve the problem if there isn't a retention plan in place. Because part of the reasons why we have this crisis doesn't just have to do with there not being enough physicians. A lot of people don't realize there's, you know, over 6,000 family physicians, you know, in BC. It's just that less than 50% of them choose to practice as, um, you know, family physicians and they're doing other things. So, so you know, it, it is, it, it will help, but there's a tendency for people to think, you know, oh, thank goodness, you know, the crisis is over. But no, it's not. It's far from over.
no magic bullets here, right? Yeah. We're talking about a BC plan this half hour to make it easier for more foreign trained doctors to become accredited in this province. Uh, it's something, of course, that many provinces are looking at as a way to try to help uh, ease the, the shortage of doctors in, in this country, is to try to allow more people who are qualified doctors to gain their accreditation. I'm speaking with Dr. Toye Oyelesi, who is the owner of the Westside Medical Clinic in Kelowna, BC, this half hour. Uh, we've been talking about uh, some of the benefits of the program, also some of what it does and some of what it doesn't. It's by no means a panacea, a magic bullet to, to solve our issues. Um, and uh, Dr. Oyelesi, you've, you've made this very clear. I mean, you have a very good view of many sides of this of this crisis, including how difficult it is to be a family doctor in this country, specifically, I guess, in BC. But you compared it to sort of having to be, you know, you really do have to take care of everything as the owner of a clinic such as yours. Um, and that means, you know, that's like running a small business and being a physician all at once. Yeah. I mean, you know, what also compounds it is people are used to the idea of healthcare being free. So when you go to a hospital, everything there is being funded by government. You go to an urgent primary care center, even the toilet people is being paid for by government. But you come to a clinic like mine, you know, uh, the only way you can really sort of, I guess, get a good sense of it is imagine that teachers had to pay for the schools out of money that they made teaching the kids. So firefighters had to pay for the fire hall and fire equipment out of the money that they made fighting fires. And so over the years, family medicine as a business has really sort of lost its value. And there's been less and less incentive on the physician's part to really get involved in the business of running a clinic. And, and that in itself is a huge crisis right now. I know that the province of BC specifically has moved to try to uh, change that with some new rules that they're going to put in as well. This is all part of a broader plan. Uh, will that make a difference? This will simply allow um, allow more flexibility in terms of, of how much you can make, in other words. Well, you know, um, there has been announcements about the plan, and there's been some excitement around the plan, but there's been uh, it's very short on specifics, and it hasn't actually been implemented yet. So nobody really knows how it would work. I cracked a joke that it's like Daddy telling me he's going to buy me a new car, and I tell my friend's dad's going to buy me a new car, but I don't actually have a new car, and I haven't put it on the road yet. So, you know, like I said, we're cautiously optimistic. We'll see how things go. You talked a bit earlier about retention being a big issue as well, even in this case uh, in BC, and I imagine it's the same everywhere, uh, that there is sort of a time limit on these, um, on, on just how long foreign trained doctors fall under this program, and that when they're done, they can either leave family medicine, they can leave BC altogether. Yeah. And, you know, with the PROC program, most people don't really understand what's going on. So what happens is you have this government-funded positions where the physician that comes in signs a contract with the government for return of service. The government can then send them wherever they feel there's a need. The physician doesn't necessarily have a choice, per se. But the contract is for a specified period of time, and I'm not really sure what it's going to be in this case, but I think in the past it's been for about three years. You know, subsequently, the physician could go anywhere they please. And they need to understand that if these people are not treated properly and they don't make it worth their while, uh, they're just going to stay for the three years and they're going to be off. And and so it's, we're going to end up with a revolving door. Um, and, and again, people live in family medicine as soon as they can, and we still won't be able to fill the gap. 
Dr. Oilese, just in general, does Canada have a decent reputation for doctors, for, for foreign trained, for doctors who are trained abroad when it comes as it to, as it, to destinations? Uh, does Canada have a decent reputation amongst those looking to go elsewhere to practice medicine? I, I think we still do. Um, I think because Canada as a country has a great reputation. Um, I think there have been people who've come here and have been disillusioned. And certainly there have been foreign uh, physicians, even in the area where I practice, who've come and haven't stayed. So, um, you know, I still think that we we uh, do have a very reasonable market value and do have a chance of attracting uh, foreign physicians. But I do think that the window for that will be closing very rapidly if we don't solve some of the problems we have at home. Really? So you think in that sense, because I gather, I mean, right around the world, countries are competing for these doctors, right? So it's in some senses, the tables have been turned a little bit of late. That is correct. Yes. You know, um, there are there are other countries that physicians want to practice in. So it's not a it's not a slam dunk simply because we want those physicians. Now, you know, we're still probably going to be able to attract physicians from third world countries, but we might find it more and more difficult to attract physicians from quote unquote first world countries. Right. Such as at your practice, you have doctors from, from Britain, you have doctors from, from many places, right? That is correct, yes. And, and uh, you know, we have to understand that the programs that we're having these physicians come from are just as good as the programs we have. You take, for example, the physicians who I have come from the UK have actually had to go through a three-year family medicine program, you know, prior to coming here. Our program right now is only two years. So even even more training. And of course, uh, one of the things that was interesting is this ability to allow doctors to do some of this accreditation while they're still wherever they are were before. It doesn't necessarily have to be their home country, but it is something, it's the country they've been trained in. Yes, I, and I think that is a great idea because what they're basically doing is streamlining the bureaucracy. There's a lot of bureaucracy involved with them coming here. There's a lot of duplication of what it is they have to do. There's a lot of wait time to do something that, you know, really is going to take about five minutes. You take, for example, the last physician I had had to wait about a month to be able to get an interview with a registrar to get his license. And the interview essentially took about 10 minutes. And it was really quite anticlimactic for him because, you know, now it's all over. I mean, things like that could have been streamlined. And I think that that's sort of what they are talking about is looking at all those areas where they can make things work better and faster and getting people here. Well, Dr. Oliese, thank you so much for your time tonight. You're welcome, Ben. Thanks for having me.